0: I am unashamed. What about you? I've got a few questions here. Just, uh, it occurred to me this morning, I'm listening to somebody rave on about something, and it occurred to me, I said, when is the last time? So I'm asking myself this question, and I'll ask you younger bucks. I'll ask y'all, and be sincere in your answer. When is the last time, or have you ever heard? Let's just get it down to uh, the court system, the the the, uh, the school system, the Hollywood governmental agencies. You say, when's the last time you heard the word sin? Little word, S-I-N. I don't think they use that word anymore.
1: Yeah, Do that's what? an arcade word. They don't use, use that, that
0: word anymore. Okay, no. well, well, that leads to my next question. Well, if they're not using that word anymore to characterize certain behaviors, yeah, you know, if people are are shooting, looting, burning, robbing, I mean... And hatred now, is up in your face, spitting in your face, spray painting your car, tear, rip, ripping you out of a vehicle because you're going along with a flag sticking out the window. You're describing peaceful protest. I'm right? describing oh, perfectly normal and healthy.
1: Yeah, peaceful. What did you know. they use oh, the yeah. word? What is the word? The modern day. So word what do they, they call
0: sin? what? What, what, the what you look at sin. Word. We have lists of mistakes? lists of sins. Would they
1: say mistakes, illness? Because, like, I've heard a lawyer say that no matter what happens, he, he's a defense lawyer, no matter what happens, he always says the same thing. Mistakes were made. Apologies were given. Checks are in the mail.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: In other words, so, so look, so, so you got to take a Bible text. The, the acts of the sinful nature yeah. are obvious. So the Apostle Paul is saying you can look out at it in humanity and you can say, yeah.
2: So you're, you're in Galatians 5. I'm for, in Galatians 5, okay. yeah.
0: And there's two two lists here. One list for the sinful and one list for the godly. So everybody says, well, there's no God. I say everybody. There's a giant percentage of them. There's no God. There's no, there's no sin. They're actually just sick. They're, yeah. they're, they need a psychiatrist. They need a, a counselor, a sociologist. They need somebody. Yeah, valid point. Because you,
1: tell your story about you were telling me about the guy who was telling
2: you why he doesn't, yeah. why, why
1: he doesn't get to the root of the problem. I think this is interesting.
2: And, and this is somebody that I've had a lot of robust conversations with about theology, about worldview, about culture. Um, and he said to me one time, he said, "Zach, you know why? You know why everybody who comes to me comes to me?" And I said, "No," nah. and he said.
0: Now, why are they coming to him to begin him? Counselor. He's, a counselor. He's, He's a, counselor. a counselor. He's a counselor. Yeah. Okay, one, yeah. of the, the one of the one
2: that's yeah. right. Yeah. So he says, so he says, why do you, do you want to know why people come to see me? And he said they all want to know the same thing, which is uh, why are they the way that they are? Like they want to know that one thing that will explain why they are the way they are. And, um, and of course, we're always talking theology, so I'm, I'm thinking sin. And I asked him. I said sin. And he goes, well, well. I mean, that, that's the ultimate answer, but that's not what I tell them. He said, I can't tell them that they'll never come back. He said people want something.
0: He said if he tells them they're sinful, they'll never come back.
2: Yeah, he says that people are looking for something outside of themselves to explain why they are the way they are. And and granted, there are a lot of outside environmental things that that affect us. But ultimately, I think that thing in you that's empty, is. I think the Bible teaches it's, you know, we've fallen short of the glory of God. Everybody has sinned and fallen yeah. short of his glory.
0: But if they don't have a belief in God, they're saying, why am I behaving like I'm behaving? Why am I internally, I'm all bent out of shape here. Yeah. I have these struggles. And, you know, you, 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 the law, everyone who sins, breaks the law. Yep. The definition for sin. First jo- John 3, verse 4. Everyone who sins breaks the law. In fact, Sin is lawlessness, but we're living in a culture that says, no, uh, the communists say what you need to push through is, uh, uh, treat all behavioral problems as psychiatric disorders, which no one, but psychiatrists can understand or treat. Mm. So when they come to you and they say, uh, I'm not happy. I found myself doing this and doing that, and I just feel upset, but I don't know what, what to put my finger on. One of the things that's possible, <clears throat> in my opinion, people show that the requirements of the law, this is Romans chapter 2, they show that the requirements of the law, you say, well, what are the requirements of the law? You, you obey the law you 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 don't you're 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 not a man of lawlessness you just obey it but well, but most, think about it you most got, of it. <laughs> yeah well, you have all these cultures with different sets of laws yeah. rules if you if you prefer they show that the requirements of the law are written on their hearts, in other words, what about in this case he's saying the Jews, God wrote it down in stone, and the for top ten that's a doozy. Yeah, I mean, children, obey your father and mother, don't murder, don't commit adultery, don't lie, don't steal, don't covet. So the Almighty wrote that down for the Jews. You said, what about all them Gentiles hanging around out there? They never had that. Mm-hmm. Well, how would they know what was right and what was wrong? What? what how would they know when they were lawbreakers? Because they come to psychiatrists and they say, I have all these problems, but I don't know exactly what it is. But if you say, "Well, it's a sin," they would say, "Oh no! I, look, I, they'll, they'll give me the Bible stuff. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't believe in sin. When you you break the law, I don't believe that." But the, what they don't understand is that the law is written on their hearts. The one who didn't get it in stone, they didn't have a code that you could pull out and say, "Okay, if I do this, 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 and this, yeah. I'll be a good person." their consciences so what i'm telling you is the reason they come to counselors and sociologists and and psychiatrists the reason they go there is because they don't understand that they have a conscience and when they violate the law not written in stone or a piece of paper it's inside their head we all have it we have a conscience it tells us what's what. Your conscience will do. Your thoughts will accuse you. Why did you do that? You knew that was wrong. Well, what are you doing? And then they all go. Oh, well, I guess maybe I shouldn't do that again. I don't know why I feel guilty about doing that, but you know, all I did was just, you know, s- s- slick somebody out of a few bucks. Yeah. And now I don't know. I've got this guilt about it. I mean, I, I'm trying to get past it. Can you help me? They say, well, you ever heard the little word sin? They're like, no no, 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 I don't believe in that Bible stuff. You fix my problem, Mr. Counselor. Fix my problem, but don't be talking Bible to me. Now it either, your conscience accuses you, even defending them. So you say, well, I don't think it was that bad because, you know, you know everybody does it, so it can't be wrong. That many, it wouldn't be this many people who participate in this kind of behavior. So I don't think your conscience begin to say, "Wait a minute, it's healthy, it's normal." I mean, you're practicing perversion, but there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Or you say it's sin. You need to come to the one who can remove that. So we're giving them the Jesus answer, but the psychiatrists, they never mention. The solution
2: well it's, it's to the, the yeah. problem I think it's difficult too in psychiatry well there's uh, uh, there are it, there's a legitimate role for psychiatry i mean our well, yeah some people
1: yeah. have legitimate
2: mental illness we we were so here, that's about, my, my grandma
1: she, your mom that yeah. was a chemical imbalance, and she basically would go through stretches where she was another person, <laughs> and when she got lined out through medication and different things. She didn't even remember what happened. You know, when she, I remember coming back from the hospital one time, she's like, mean, who painted this house red? I was like, <laughs> "She didn't well, know. well, you did. Who stopped up all the toilets with wash rags? I was like, that would be you. She said, I didn't do no such a thing, you know. Yeah. I remember, she would like, I mean, if you want to get in trouble, you say something crude or, you know, she would, she would never tolerate any kind of four-letter words or anything, but when she was on her rant, oh, she was dropping four-letter words. <laughs> nobody's it was so. It was yeah. crazy.
0: They labeled her a manic depressive, and somebody found through treatment of the heart, the pump that's in your chest, they found out the lithium, I think it was, so they began to dispense lithium to them, and they'd keep them in Pineville, which is a yeah. a place where the mentally ill end up. So, and then you see, you saw a lot of people with. I mean, I'm trying to find out where mental illness <laughs> is in the scriptures. Well, so I I'm think having pro- a hard time finding that particular phrase because it's
1: not in there. Well, I was more thinking about just counseling. Is different, you know. When you say, "I got some problems," yeah, let me go talk to a counselor and figure out. What the heck's going on? Well, you've got counseling. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, uh, Psychiatry is more, and they're medical doctors, so they're probably looking at things through a more yeah, biological see perspective. see if it's something physical but or chemical. But, they, I mean, to be fair to Phil's point, um, although I do think there is a legitimate framework for psychi- psychiatric medicine, but but the, the diagnostic manual that they use to determine mental illness um, uh when I was in college, it was called the dsm 4 because that was the fourth version. I'm not sure what version it's on now, but I will tell you that if you go look at the history of it, there are things that we call mental illness that have evolved based on kind of cultural adaptations mm-hmm. of, uh, and, uh, and expectations in society. And so it is somewhat... It always bothered me when I would, you know, I think, well, it's it's settled science because it it seems like where the culture moves and certain things that would used to be that would be in this this, uh, manual as a mental illness would not be now simply because uh, society has evolved to not accept that or they've accepted that behavior now as something Mm -hmm. that's perfectly legitimate. Well, yeah, I agree.
1: It's kind of blurred the line because when I did the two-year prison ministry, every time I had a one-on-one, just about, almost all, well, they were like, I can't figure out why I'm here. I'm like, well, what did you do? Tell me the process. They're like, oh, that was a misunderstanding. I was like, okay. But tell me, I want to hear the details. But what happened? How, how, when did, and, and it would always go down the same road. I'm like, when did the police actually arrest you? Tell me that story. But yeah. I noticed they didn't want to tell you. <laughs> tell that story because it's it all of a sudden it turned into so I'm the counselor, yeah, and I'm trying to get to did you did you commit a sin to your point view <laughs> that even the world says no wait a minute you you got
2: that that's wrong yeah, let's take a quick break so we vet every single product that we put uh, push on, on on the podcast here. And I'm filling in for Al this week, and uh, I got to Al's house. You know, one of the big things Al's been pushing me he says I got to have more Omega XL. And I went to his house, <laughs> and he's got—I mean—you ought to see his island. It's got seven boxes of this stuff stacked up. But uh, Omega XL, is something that, that you guys have all
0: been—you've been—you start taking it, right? It's the only pill you take. That's it. The only one Phil takes. Whether I wouldn't take it if it was a medication, yeah, like from a doctor. No, yeah. no. Don't mess with that. But, I mean, like fish oil? I am Hey, give me hey,
2: some. Uh, yeah, so
0: so whether it's back,
2: knees, neck, shoulder pain, the underlying cause is inflammation. And you have to defeat inflammation or it can cause permanent damage. So back by 35 years of clinical research, Omega XL, it attacks the inflammation that's causing our pain. It's brilliant. Uh, pain relievers and topical rubs, they just master the problem. But Omega XL, it neutralizes inflammation that causes pain, stiff joints, and muscles Um, So if you want to get started on this like we are, you can uh, go to um, order your Omega XL uh, now and get a second bottle for free by going to OmegaXL.com slash fill. That's OmegaXL.com slash fill. Or you can call 1-800-844-4888. That's 800-844-4888. it's and it's not even that you commit a sin and then like oh no everything happens it's it's more of a state of sin that yeah. has caused our dilemma our ultimate dilemma right i mean we all got that thing in us it's like man something's not right everybody right. Th- i think everybody has to deal with that and so when we're trying to come at it from some humanistic standpoint and we're going to try to explain this away it's just, it's falling short. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. not working. I mean, we we're selling tens of billions of dollars a year in antidepressants and psychotropic medications. And we're we're still depressed. We're still anxious, more so than any point in history. You would think that with the advancements in mental health science that we wouldn't be. I think it's because in a lot of cases, we're not getting to the core of our issue, which is that, yeah, we're in a sinful, fallen world. And we are broken, not just broken. Broken is kind of a nice way of saying we are morally depraved. We are rebellious. All right, Now,
0: now hold on to that. So we have two entities that have arisen. I don't know about Red China, North Korea, Russia, Venezuela, with a complete different system. It's not a constitutional republic, that's for sure. But they've built a system. They're dealing with... Liars, rapists, thieves, robbers, looters, shooters. These people over there that do not have constitutional republics, they're dealing with these same issues. Mm -hmm. All of them. Every country full of human beings. The sins are all the same if you're going to go down the sin road. They're sinful. They need a savior, and it will fix it. My question is, who's winning Who's winning as far as we've got this poor soul, they've come to you. I've had a, I've had thousands come to me. What is my problem? What what's 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 wrong with me? They they I am I, I just trying to get my life in order, but I'm on crystal meth and I just keep on this downward spiral. I talked to rehab, the people in the rehabs, in the prisons, like Jace is talking about. Yeah. A lot of them deny that they ever did anything wrong. I don't know how I ended up here. Now, you tell them, well, the crystal meth is a powerful drug. You know, fentanyl, we've talked you. Our own kin are dead now because of fentanyl. My own nephew hanged himself in a jail cell full of fentanyl. So who's winning the battle on the explanation on whether it's mental illness, a psychiatric disorder, or it's sinful? So on the one side, if we're supposed to have the answer, Christianity, why is it that it seems like to me that the rate of rebellion, sinful, we call it sinful behavior, uh, lawbreakers, how come that it seems to be There's not a real good uh, solution to it. I mean, we're living in a world now to where we've dumbed it down to where, I mean, uh, we can either dominate the psychiatric profession, the Communist Manifesto says, the Karl Marx crowd. They said what you need to do is dominate the psychiatric profession. Use mental health laws as a means of gaining coercive control over those who oppose communist goals so turn it over to the psychiatrist uh, no uh, one but psychiatrists can understand or treat what's going on that's what yeah. they're saying well, well who's winning the battle here I,
2: I think that it's it, it's considering that, a, that what it means to be human is that you are a body with a spirit so we're not purely Biological as humans, you know. Now the animal kingdom, you know, they don't have the spirit that we have. They're not. They don't have rational faculties. A deer, I mean, you guys hunt deer, they're still doing the same thing that they were doing ten thousand yeah. years ago. No, but, we,
1: but he did use that as an example. You remember that in is it Second Peter, where he was talking about false apostles came in there, and he was like, they're
2: springs yeah. without uh whatever. It, let me By just, Mere instinct, they follow their. Uh, well, instinctual desires, or yeah,
1: and it says they promise freedom. Second Peter 2. but they are a slave to, to depravity. That they're they're springs without water. Yeah, that that's that that's. Here's real, my question. But well, let me just finish my thought. So then he relates it to dogs, and he's like, if you've escaped the corruption of the world. And then you're, again, entangled in it, and he then says, I mean, you're like a dog returning to its vomit, to, to Zach's point. At some point, I mean, I have a little dog who was spoiled by Missy's grandma. She died, left us the dog. This dog was spoiled for years. So he's in the house. He has a doggy door. We have another dog that gets it. When you poop or pee, you go out that door, and you're free to do that all over this yard in creation. So the first dog, first time the dog didn't do it, he just pooped right there where everybody's sitting. So I got up calmly, not in anger. I know it's a dog. I popped him about twice on the rear end. Of course, he, he out the door then. Didn't see him for two days because he's like, what in the world is going on? I'm like, this, this is wrong. So about four or five days later, guess what? I come home. I step. I said, what's that smell? we have got more doggy poop in the floor. I grabbed the dog, rubbed it up. Pop, you said, "What is wrong with this dog? He can't get it." A Few days later, guess what? Here we go again. Popped him again. So now, every time he sees me, he runs. But but I'm establishing a fact. He made that analogy in that we said, "What's my problem what's, what what's, we almost become soulless. Like the dog, when we continue the same
2: habits over, but, and, over yeah. and over
1: and over, and deny
2: that there's but a problem here's, going on. But we're not soulish. We're not simply uh, spirits, though. We are. Bi- so there is a biological component to us. So I think there's a role there. But I think what to fill to answer your point, though, when we when we uh, when we approach the human dilemma with the framework that everything is material the your all of your psychological problems they're all material and if i can just figure out a way to get your neurochemical balances right if i can get your norepinephrine your dopamine your serotonin and your synaptic cleft and i can you know. But, but the problem is is that we're we're not strictly biological we 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 are biological but we're also spiritual so
1: oh i agree G- i was i was just answering the question when the guy sits down on the couch and the counselor cuz he would never say it yeah. Say, quit pooping in the middle of your house. Mm-hmm. that That's
0: what the problem is. Here's my question. <laughs> uh, you have two avenues mm-hmm. from, from me just step back looking at it. Uh, they come to counselors. They come to professional social workers. Uh, the acts of the sinful nature are obvious. I have a sexually immoral problem. I'm breeding anything I get my hands on. And I, I keep getting these sexually transmitted diseases. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just sitting I'm spiraling out of control. I have no self control. Or it's like I'm, I'm into I'm
1: like I'm into pornography, oh, not understand
0: Impurity. That's there, Jay. Debauchery, just I mean party time all the time. Idolaters, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, all these issues people are going to one or two places. My question is which one works the best the one that says you're just a, a collection of molecules and all these things are normal and natural and they say I will go through a seven step program without god without bible teaching and you'll come out on the other side what's the what's the rate of people who are cured and they now are, after going through the series of counseling sessions, they are now amazingly model citizens. And it was all done without anything biblical. We just treated them, and we talked, and we had them share their problems. Which one is producing the most model citizens? Is it, is it through the worldly collection of psychiatrists and psychologists Are they doing a better job, or is it the ones that go to the sons and daughters of God? They believe in a God. They believe in a Savior. They believe that he can remove the guilt of what you've been participating in. Not only remove your sin, but he can remove the guilt of your sin. A lot in the Bible are talking about, you know, he he takes away the guilt, takes away the guilt. So, I mean, it's
1: unknowable, but I would assume it's no one's well, in Jesus. I mean, they'll probably say, well, you know, show you some stuff. Which
0: is the best way to make models? Because what you want at the end of the day, no matter what you say, you would like to see people uh, just below the acts of the sinful nature. They go through the process, whether it's a spiritual process, Jesus at the front, point them to him, he'll remove your sin. It's Satan. I know you don't think there's a devil, but the Bible says there is, and he's brought you down on the ground. So you're but, giving them yeah. that fix. The other ones is saying, Well, you're just mentally ill. We're gonna give you some medication and this is gonna calm you down. So with pharmaceuticals and counseling, on at the end of the day, you will be full of love, joy. You will be happy, happy, just take dancing or jig. Once you go through the <laughs> seminar with the counselor, you're going to be full of peace. I don't think it's going to work. You're going to be patient from now on. Kindness will stand out from you. Like you, Not now you're crying and you feel guilty for all the, the immoral action. But you'll be good when you get done with the counseling session. You'll be very faithful to the code, yeah. to me for helping you. And you'll be gentle from now on the rest of your life. Never any outbursts. You will be calm is everything. And finally, you will get what you've always been wanting for the last 20 years and brought you to prison or in a rehab. You will be full completely of self-control. You'll be able to control your life where you, your life at fentanyl, your life at cocaine. You say, what an idiot. I didn't know that. Uh, I've been counseled and they said, well, well, you know, fentanyl will kill you and cocaine You'll have to take more and more, and you never seem to get enough, because these are real issues. And yeah. look, yeah. it's a big problem. All I'm asking y'all is which is the best route to go. I point them to Jesus. I'm, I'm a counselor. I'm, they sit down, and I point them to Jesus. But the ones say- I see that repent, which is they're told, you got to, to repent. You have the decision to take over your own life with the help of God, or you can just stay down here in this circle a death that you're participating in and you can't, it, you, you, you're you going in a circle. You're not going anywhere. I only bring that up because I just noticed. Let not
1: take a break. Yeah, let's
0: though. take a quick break. All right.
2: You sold a house to my, did you sell the house to my dad, Phil? Or is that who? who no, Dane
0: Jennings sold the house. Dane you, Jennings. You sold the house to Dane. I gave the land to Dane Jennings and then the money-making enterprise started. Everybody scalding each other. Yeah, you know, Beryl scalded me. Then Beryl scalded your dad. And then your dad scalded uh, I, uh, 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 Willie. So everybody got scalded. Everybody got scalded. All I, the I did was give it away. I said, "You can have it. You don't owe me anything." So, so
2: dad's trying to buy a new house right now, and he he they run his credit score. He has no credit whatsoever. Is that good or bad? I don't. know. I, I said there's only one possible, two possible. Well, one possibility is they have you as dead. And so they actually have him as dead, and then, so your credit score matters. What because if you don't have one, you can't get a loan, and if you have a bad credit score, you can't get a loan. And if you well, I don't know anybody any money. Anybody? Well, so where's my score? Well, you may not be in that camp, but, but the rest of us, we have mortgages and we have uh, we have things we finance and. And you can save a lot of money, you know, on 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 your financing rate, depending on what your score is. And that's where our sponsor, ScoreMaster, comes into play. The average um, um, user that uses ScoreMaster can raise their credit score 61 points in 20 days or less. That's 61 points. So um, if you have a credit score that's in the high 500s to mid 600s uh, when you, and you bought that car, if you'd gone to ScoreMaster first and raised your credit score just an average of 61 points, you could have saved – 9 grand on your car loan. That's a lot of money. So it doesn't matter what you do. So ScoreMaster puts you in control of your finances, not the banks. And you can enroll in just a few minutes and see how many plus points uh, that ScoreMaster can add to your credit score. So visit scoremaster.com/fill. That's our code. scoremaster.com/fill
0: and see if ScoreMaster can help you today. I only bring it up because I noticed And then I thought about my own life. You start asking people, how old are you? They come to you and they say, I have some serious issues, Mr. Robinson. I'm going to tell you about them. So I said, they start going through it. I go the spiritual route. Mm -hmm. I go point them to Jesus and and tell them you're going to have to repent and turn to God. He'll take away your sins. He'll free you from Satan. He'll free you from guilt. Look, he'll free you from the law from the all these all this lawlessness you've been doing, he's going to free you from that, put you under a whole other system of grace because he loves you and you just trust him and you try. And what few mistakes you make, he's going to take them away because you've repented. You've now changed your life because you heard about this Savior. It's either that or the psychiatrist says, you now have enough medication that'll keep you at ease all the time. Take two of these every day. And you know here's the, here's your code the way you operate you know get some folks of like minded sit in a circle and talk to each other and tell about talk about your problems and they'll stay in that circle for years and years and finally they'll come out of it a model citizen on yeah. planet Earth. Well, you just you which just, is the most productive? Well, you just
2: canceled ten years of my career because <laughs> I sold to mental health facilities pharmaceuticals. I saw, that, but I, but to your point, though, I mean, I, I did. I, I was in that in that. Uh, did industry. you sell a
0: lot of? By the way, did you sell a lot of pharmaceuticals? We did. We did a lot of. And How I, many of those pharmaceuticals were aimed at behavior? Um, Speed the, you up or yeah, slow you down? Well, I mellow I you out. I mean,
2: we did. I mean, i you know, we I've, I've, I was an account rep um, for. Uh, some antidepressants. Uh, What's interesting? The last job I had was a, a drug that I sold to treat a disease that is created by the psychiatric medications. Yep. So, so you, the, the the medicines cause a disease, and yep. then we and then and then I sold a treatment for the disease that I caused. But <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> well, but it, now
0: you're going down the road. I'm glad you're going down that road because I'm I'm listening to what you're saying. You 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 pushed pharmaceuticals. And this is going to solve the problem, but well, Zach, I, I, let's face it: what was the attrition rate? What was the what at the end I of the day? Yeah,
2: I don't know the answer to that question because of obviously I didn't have contact with patients. I mean, did it work?
0: I, I'll be honest with you: did I, it produce I, model citizens? I,
2: I don't think that. Well, the the science is interesting. It's a um, uh, you know, there's studies out there or certain antidepressants that that showed that the placebo is just a, just as effective. So. Um, I never. I mean, I, I I think there's a place for it for sure, but but I, in, in counseling as well. But as long as that that counseling doesn't supplant the counselor, you know John 15, which you are oh, in. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, w- there is a role for a counselor. Uh, uh, my translation, ESV, calls him the helper. Yeah, you guys are NIV, so it probably says it the, says can, counselor. But I just wanted to review.
1: So why are you talking about all this? You know, in John 15, Jesus he's fixing to die. He has his disciples there, and he says, "Remain in me." And he does this illustration about, "I'm the, I'm the branch. I mean, I'm the vine. You're the the branches. Remain in me." By the way, and- say,
0: while you're there, that in me mm-hmm. tells you that you're you're in a position. A lot of people don't realize that when they come to Jesus, they are in, they end up through faith and and bowing down to him. They will be placed in a position of in in him, yeah, and the then, reason for that is is God made him who had no sin, no, no no mental issues, one way or the other. Sins are, I'm just down in the depths, and I don't know what's wrong with me. yeah uh, God made him who had no sin. To be sin for us, so that, John 15, so uh, the, the verse equal, mm-hmm. so that in Him we might become the righteousness of God. So you end up in a position in Christ where He didn't sin. Well, you're in Him, therefore, when God looks at you, He looks at you through the death of Jesus and His yeah. resurrection.
1: Well, let me, just to, so you brought just up a to good give you the conclusion, though, of, of what led to this conversation, he, he says, remain in me. And then he gets to verse 18, and he says, keep in mind, if the world hates you, it hated me first, which is when you take a stand in Jesus or bring up sin, the, the people in the world will start gnashing, their teeth at you because all of a sudden through guilt or whatever the reason there, this is not going to be pleasant. So he gets down to verse 26 and then he says, well, when the counselor comes whom I will send to you from the father, the spirit of truth who goes out from the father, he will testify about me. And then of course, in future podcasts, we'll get to chapter 16, but I just wanted to read this when he says in verse 7, but I tell you the truth, it is for your good that I'm going away. Unless I go away, the counselor will not come to you, but if I go, I will send him to you. When he comes, the counselor, he will convict the world of guilt in regard to sin, which there's your word, Phil, Yep. and righteousness and judgment, in regard to sin, because men do not believe in me; in regard to righteousness, because I am going to the Father, where you cannot, where you can see me no longer; and in regard to judgment, because the prince of this world, which you made reference to, the evil one, now stands condemned. Now, you're not going to get that little section in in less than ten seconds. You're not going to read that. No. Chapter sixteen, verse seven through eleven. I'm going to tell you this I've spent the better part of 30 years reading that and, and meditating on what he said there.
2: Well, I think it's interesting that Phil went to uh Galatians 5 earlier to talk about this because oh let me let me let me say this first like you can have mental issues and not be a result of your sin like someone may have abused you and you yes. may so that's not what we're saying like, or you
1: have a chemical imbalance yeah or there's yeah, something physically i think you know, know, yeah, yeah what we're
2: talking about is just the vast generalization to k- take everything that's sinful and put it into the camp of psychiatric problems and or, or counseling situations i mean i i
1: i was in a bible talk one time and and this guy was having problems
2: with his wife well, and hold they, on but before you tell that let's take a quick break
1: And this counselor speaks up who now we're 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 here to talk about Jesus. We're believers. But he I knew he was a counselor for a living. And he said, you know what I find is when you're arguing with your wife, because now he's gonna give some counseling advice. You know, if you try to do it naked, that that usually solves the problem. You try and to do, if you try
2: to do what naked? Have
1: the argument with your wife naked. <laughs> now at first everybody kind of chuckled, you know, and they were like, Yeah. And then I just couldn't help it. I thought well, it's been my experience that I can have just as good of an argument with clothes on or or naked. I mean, clothes are optional when it comes to arguing with your wife cuz I thought, well, what a that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Cuz he was just looking for a little quick fix. Yeah. You know, from his perspective. I mean, trust me, my if my wife's mad, she would care less whether I got clothes on or not. She's hot. Yeah. And uh so what I'll bring that up to say that it's more of a spiritual problem and a lot of these people who are trying to fix their problems they go to these counselors and they give them advice like that which is just stupid it's behavior in, in it, my it, it's because
2: it, it's behavior modification and that's not what what Jesus is talking about here right. that's not the holy spirit that's why I love it Phil read he, he, the contrast the acts of the simple nature the the opposite of that is the fruit of the spirit so love joy peace patience kindness gentleness self control but it is worthy of note that the fruit is not is not fruit that we manufacture. It's fruit. It's His fruit, mm. which is why this the role of the Holy Spirit is so powerful. And so when you read the three things that the Spirit does in John 16, well, we'll say the three primary things at least, He convicts the world about sin because we're sinful. And I, I equate that to our justification moment when the Holy Spirit says, you're guilty in a court of law, and the penalty is death, and you need to be forgiven. That's the mm-hmm. Spirit that tells you that. And then you turn to Christ, and you, you, you confess Him as Lord, and you know, that you're saved, you get the blood of Jesus. But He also says He convicts us about righteousness. But why? Because He says, I'm leaving. And mm-hmm. I think what that means is, is that it's easy—Jesus well, has been walking with these people. He's turning water into wine. He's saying, uh, blind man see, uh, you know, cripple man walk. It's very easy to do the right thing when you have the Son of God walking around with you everywhere you go, <laughs> yeah. right? That's easy. I can be righteous, but what if he's leaving. So he says, but, but so he's coming in your sanctification as well. He's going to come and live in you, which is all, what all this is kind of leading up to. And you, you and him. And you and him.
0: That's right. You're going to abide together. You can't forget that yeah. because, now look, I'm going to add to you to the power of this. So you get to read these verses and you say, wait a minute. I gave you God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that. In him, John 15 verifies that, we might become the righteousness of God. By one sacrifice, Jesus's death on a cross, all these animals, bulls, goats under the law of Moses never took away one sin. Not, not big enough. Not the right kind of blood. It took God himself. Because so... Because by one sacrifice, I hope everybody understands this on whether you're going to a worldly counselor or you're going to Jesus. By one sacrifice, he has made perfect forever those who are being made holy. You strive for perfection but you already are perfect because of your position in Jesus forever. You get in Jesus, you're going to be viewed as perfect. Think about a, somebody on drugs, and they tell you they're going to spiral out, out of the control. Immorality is always in there, by the way. And you say, finally, they make a decision. You mean to tell me I can be viewed by God as 100% flawlessly perfect because of my position in Christ? and he in me, and I in him. He's in me through his spirit. I will be viewed as perfect. Yeah, so you make it your goal to do what's right every time. Now watch, that's one. Here's another one. We proclaim him. They come to us, and you say, well, what's, what's the counseling? You point them to Jesus and say, repent Turn from your wicked ways, and he's going to give you a counselor. He's going to give you a counselor. <laughs> you, you're going to have the, the counselor. The counselor. The and, counselor. And look, yeah. and unlike, unlike me, I'm counseling. It's going to cost you about two hundred bucks for this little, little set to here, but God's going to give you a counselor free. It's free yeah. of charge. By the way, eternal life that's free too. So health care, you know, you're paying you that's that's in there, but it, it's, it's eternal it's paid for, but it's yeah, not costum- a government you know, health care this is eternal a
1: pretty good system we yeah.
0: proclaim him, Jesus, admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom Colossians. so that so that we may present listen everyone perfect in Christ to this end, I labor the apostle Paul said, struggling with all his energy, who works in me which so powerfully works in me. So the counselor's work, the Holy Spirit of God. That's Colossians. 128. Yeah. Yeah. So if I'm viewed as perfect, I was a low-down scoundrel before I came to Jesus. A low-down scoundrel. I mean, I broke moral laws. I was like a dog chasing his tail. And I I meant to tell you all this the other day. I looked at my age I, I I looked at my age and I said, here I am. Mm-hmm. I'm 28. And I said, I never heard this story about the resurrection of the dead. Me being viewed as perfect, a sorry scoundrel like me? Are you kidding? So I'm weighing this before I make the decision to say I'm all in. What struck me, 40 Five forty six years later today, I'm seated here, and when I ask someone over and over and over and over, this keeps coming up. Uh, how old are you? you you've, you've told me you have a lot of problems and a lot of issues. How old are you? I'm telling y'all, I would say eighty percent of all the people I've converted they were between the ages of 27, 28, and 31 to 32. Over and over and over and over. Let's take a quick break. So the reason I only bring that up, I said, why is it that they all are in the same age group that I was in? But I think what it is, and to show you about the the, the paths we choose When we're young and foolish, when we're 18 or 19, Mm -hmm. we go down this road of sin and we build a track record without realizing it. You're building a track record, how you walk. It's a record. And man, by the time you go a decade in that thing, round and round and round and round, the drunkenness, the drugs, the immorality, the perversion, Mm -hmm. all of that. You put it all together and you say, I'm going around here. I'm in misery. You have a track record that you can look back at because you're 29 years old. Mm -hmm. So you look back and you say, when did I get on this path and end up here that I'm talking to some kind of shrink that's trying to get inside my head to tell me what my problems are? Well, by that time, you've got a track record built and there's no doubt about it. It's a terrible track record. And you say, I'll tell you what I'm fixing to do. Because of what I just heard, the possibility of escaping planet Earth alive and peace of mind while I'm here, I think I'm going to try this Jesus. Now, yep. that was my thinking at 28, and since that time, when I ask them their age, every one of them, they'll say 27, 28, 31, 31, 32, 29, 30. They're all about that age. I, the vast majority of them, they were at that age group I think it's because they have a track record, and it ain't pretty. That's and true. they're saying, I'm fixing to change the way well, I
2: operate. And I, I want to clarify something you said, too, because I, I, I meant to do this on the last podcast because we got a couple of emails on this. Um, when Phil says, I converted somebody, what he means is is, is he shared the gospel with them. Obviously, yeah. the Spirit's doing the conversion. And, sure. Uh, and well, God brought them. And, yeah. yeah. So you know, we're just participating. I'm not taking the credit. Yeah, yeah. I'm
0: just saying I'm, I, I'm looking back. And I'm looking at all these people who are relatively well, speaking well, sure your same age.
2: Yeah. Well, people hear that, and they're like, well, that's a cult. Yeah, but, that's not what we mean when we no. say that. That's the verbiage that kind of we use in our circle. Well,
1: the the explanation of it is God uses flawed people, just even though he's made us perfect, which is great point. That Colossians one twenty eight twenty nine 29 is awesome because it says, to this end I labor— so he's laboring like I convert, and he was says, already perfect, struggling yeah. with all his energy, which is so powerfully, which so powerfully works in me. So that, that was his point. Yeah, we're just what,
2: we're just vehicles. That, we're, we're, we're vehicles, and, and I think that's what he's saying with the spirit here. Like he's no doubt
0: he's saying. But wouldn't you agree that people with the vehicle, the Holy Spirit in them, and they live their life on planet Earth, they get up because they realized, I don't think I can be good. Without God, let's try him. So they they get in Jesus, and the Holy Spirit is given to them, and they look around after about, you you you, you start yeah. out, you'll be zigzagging left and right. That's the way I did. I was going like over here, back, forth, back. Well, because it's hard look, to make the break. Yeah, it was kind of like this, wide swings at first, you know, evil, good, evil, good. And finally, you know, I just kept on, and I looked up, after about a decade, and I said...
2: You're not the same guy.
0: Yeah. You know, I look back and I said, good now. when's the last time I've been drunk? And I thought, it's been six years since I've been drunk. It's been eight years. Well, but I you think, see... Ten
1: years. I think you got to sum all I this... I said, this is doable. Yeah. <laughs> I think you got to sum all this up, though. Your original question, why do they not bring up sin? Because they don't know the source. The source... Sin, to me, is not as big as the source of sin, which James 3.16 defines... Which is selfish ambition, because we easily get the source on the other side, which is the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So I mean, we brought I brought up those things about the dogs, and I, I, you know, Zach, you had a good point. You know, if I'm in the the little dog area, what we call my lair, well, that dog's not going to go out there and do that because I'm standing there, or I'm sitting well, there, Chase, I, know, I'm that, sitting there watching him. You but guess gonna... what? When I leave, you know what he's like. I just don't want to go out. Selfishly, he doesn't want to go out there because it's raining. I'm not there. Look, God's not around because, to, you know, in his, from his perspective, I'm God. I control pain, freedom, luxury, food, all the essentials that he need. I control it. And I think it's the same way. What, what I would like to see counselors do, because when you said that story about your buddy, you know, that made me mad. Because he doesn't want to say what the problem is because it won't come back. Because nobody wants to hear that. That Nobody wants to hear, you know what? You're the problem. You're making bad decision after bad decision. It's called sin. Everyone needs... <laughs> everyone. You don't want to hear that. No. <laughs> F- everyone, <Phil's... laughs> everyone
0: who is contemplating following Jesus, this is the biggest missed text and all of mankind of every book that's ever been written. Solid food, you, you take the scriptures and you obey them. Solid food is for the mature who by constant use, this is something that you seldom hear in the religious world even, they've trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. The first lesson everybody has to realize, and the Spirit's there to help you With this, you say because it's a the road becomes a lot easier to walk on if you have constantly like the dog, Mm -hmm. uh, you you poop on the floor, you get your butt whipped. Yeah, (laughs) you say what are you doing? You're helping him train himself to say if you're gonna take a poop, you need to get
2: outside
0: under some bushes. Well, the
2: language of helper is probably not even. I mean, it's even more. He's he is the. Source. V- source
0: of revelation. Well, that,
1: to go back to your Colossians yeah, one, look. the source of, he says be-
0: between good and evil. You know, and right? But he says
1: to the this end I labor, struggling with all his energy. It, it it's it's
2: bigger than he's not even. It's not like it's not, it's not like uh, I heard someone say one time that that uh, grace was when you're you're climbing up the ladder and you get to that last rung to heaven. You're like I just can't get there. And then the spirit and. He gives you grace, and he helps you the rest of the way. No, I disagree. That's that. not it. Yeah, I You disagree. can't. You
0: can't even get on the ladder. Look, a, I mean, you didn't
1: even know there is a ladder. No, you do not That's, even that's know. right.
0: But I just know this. You say, "Well, you know, these bull boys—they yeah. blowing smoke. A bunch of rednecks claiming to you." Who's saying look, that? Look, let me let me enlighten everybody. <laughs> I must be talking about you. Yeah, <laughs> let me enlighten everybody about something. Uh, let's see. What what time is it?
2: Well, I don't know.
0: Let my clock. Twelve o'clock.
2: I have no idea. We're here
0: midday. <laughs> midday. So we're here midday. You say, uh, uh, when when'd you, when'd you start moving around this morning? I said, I got to moving around probably 30 minutes after daylight. I'm out there. I end up in the woods. We're working on bulldozers. I'm out there looking at my water. You say, so what, what's your, what, you, what are you trying to say here? I'm saying to everybody, uh, it's already been about seven or eight hours. I'm here at 12 o'clock. I got up at daylight. You say, has there been any sin committed yet? Any misstep? No. there have been no missteps. You say, so you've been down there looking at bulldozers. They're working on that, you know, and you kind of pulled in there, brought a generator to them, and the guy's fixing the bulldozer. You went from there checking your water, see what the water's going to do. You and old Dan, you ended up up here. Now I'm at this table. You say, so far today, have you sinned, violated the law, hurt somebody's feelings? Have you, or you attacked anybody? No. It's all good. Everything's been good. You say, well, what about yesterday? Same thing. So uh, the pa- I see a pattern that's developed in my own life after 45, 46 years applying these scriptures. The pattern says you can't be good without God. But with him, I've gone eight hours so far, no sin yet. You're like, hmm, you might make it all day. Might make it all week. Just get up and do what's right. Train yourself to know the difference between good and evil. If it's evil, no, I'm not having it. I, I, I've shown evil. I embrace good. Well, I've been doing it all day today. You say everything good, everything's good. But you will fall. Hey, anyway, yeah. That's well, what that's I'm saying. People
1: immediately always But I'm go just saying,
0: people you know. who say, well, no way I can do that because you're asking too much of. No, I'm not. But it's, but it's, it's it, the it, Holy Spirit
1: inside of you leading you down that path. And when we do mess up, God is an interesting being. He doesn't go with past, present, and future because he's eternal. He views everything at once. He, he knows our, our flaws, but he knew it before it
0: happened. But the evil one, Jace, comes along and says, you can't be good. You can't be good. Well,
2: I think that it's it's kind of we got to be careful how we frame that because it, it's I don't think that what he's saying is like it's not good in the sense of like keeping a record.
0: Mm-hmm. I think
2: what's happening with this text here is he's talking about that the spirit and and also in Galatians five, the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, is going to change the desires of your heart. He's going to transform you. So it's, mm-hmm. not a, a, it's not this, oh, I can't do the wrong thing. i got to do the right thing. Because like, that, that's another burden. You know, right. When I hear that, I think that's another but burden. But Zach,
0: human beings will tell themselves, and they'll belittle, belittle themselves so much that they don't appreciate when they're doing good. Look, this is how we know who the children of God are and who the children of the devil are. Anyone who does not do what is right is not a child of God. It's a pattern, a walk. I'm in 1 John 3 and 1 John 1. He says, look, you're going to sin. I'm there to mediate for you. I'll I'll remove them. Confess your sins to me. They're coming. And don't tell me you don't make mistakes from time to time. I'm just saying we take that and say, well, you can't be good all day or all week. Yeah, you can.
1: Well, I think Zach's just saying it's not really the point. You can beat yourself up trying to never make a mistake. Yeah, But we don't endorse making a mistake, but that's why the source is what? Either self or spirit. Are you led by yourself or are you led by the spirit? Anyone
0: who does not do what is right is not a child of God. Neither is anyone who does not love his brother. You say, so you love your brother and you make every attempt to do what's right, but you're not watching every little step you're taking. You're just living a lifestyle of being good. It's innate, it's, it's, and you've learned that yeah. from the Scriptures. Well, we've opened up another can of worms, but we're out of time
2: today, so uh, come back next time, and we'll, we'll finish this conversation.
0: Thanks for
1: listening to The Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube, and be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, Subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com dot slash unashamed.